welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. Joining us before too long should be. Michaela Perkins to discuss what Will has dubbed already in the comments here on YouTube. Make sure you're with us live for these post-series wraps as a big plate of garbage. Uh, let us know. You can join in the, the YouTube chat what your uh, preferred, now let's keep them PG-13, but your preferred metaphor for this series where the Colorado Rockies swept by the San Diego Padres, scored one run in the series. Patrick. Sweep Diego. Yeah, but, uh, Sweep Diego. Uh, Not only just one run. There we go. Sweep Diego. Not only one run, 12 hits. 12 hits. They got 15 hits uh, on last Thursday and Friday night against the Reds, but sure. 12 hits. 12 of Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> not good. <laughs> so, so okay. So this was awful. We'll, we'll talk a little bit uh, about the baseball, and then I'm sure we'll sprawl into a lot of different fun conversations and, and other random stuff. Especially. We were worried about this rotation too, right? They got their big three dogs. That was that was the worry. That, and those guys delivered. Those guys delivered, really. Yeah, let's let's start there and, and not with today's because we'll get to that in a minute, but with the Silver Linings podcast as we as we were talking about. SLP, baby. That's right. Let's let's do that part of it since there are so few. This won't take long, folks. Um, and we know Michaela. We know Michaela when she's going to come in hot. She's right. not really going to care for the silver lining. So right. this is a good time for that. You're right. Although one of the silver linings was her dude, uh, Austin Gomber, was one of the starting pitchers who was fantastic to no you know avail. <laughs> Just like great, but still uh, for for his own personal growth and to, to go in there to go up against this lineup for him to have another song a uh, strong solid outing uh, really nice to see that out of austin gomber uh, so uh, one of the few bright spots in the set yeah he's over his last two starts has been very good so uh expect to see him on our 20th and blaze list yeah he has looked really nice got down to sea level uh you know pitchers don't have the hangover so uh, he just felt great. He felt yeah. great, uh, and and he looked really solid uh, uh, again against a, a Padres lineup that can do a couple things here or there. Even when they don't have their best on the field, they can have a potent lineup. And and Gomer looked really good. And you know, any any time he can just get more of these under his belt, the more it, he can become a, a reliable cog in in this rotation. And you say, yeah, no, this is a guy you want in the rotation for the next couple years because they've got they've got him under control for a while and. You know, while you, you don't want to think about John Gray moving on in free agency or someone getting hurt, you feel pretty happy about Austin Gomber slotting in there at number three, number four spot in the rotation. And with him, his relative inexperience, you know, maybe he is able to be a little bit better than that, closer to a two than a three, uh, as opposed to a three and a four. So, yeah, he, uh, Michaela is going to be pretty happy about, about her dude. Gomber was doing the damn thing, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Gomer was looking good. You know, John Gray, not his uh, best outing of the season by any means. He he was due for a little bit of a hookup, but uh, a hookup? No, a hiccup. Those are two very different things. He's got the hookup. Holler if you hear me. <laughs> Five minutes, six seconds. That was pretty early. It's, that's, no, that's, we that's, haven't busted one of those out in a while. I was going to say. You know, you know. We've been, going, we've been going light on those recently. But, <laughs> uh, you know. You can't expect a, a dude to be at his absolute best all the time. Uh, and even then, not a complete implosion by John Gray, really. Just a couple of key moments uh, that, that didn't go his way that, that kind of popped the ERA a little bit. But ultimately, you're not looking at that as any kind of, uh, oh, man, are the wheels about to call, come off the wagon? Did he have some kind of setback? Is this a big thing? It's just like, no, nah, it's one of those games where – that, that little extra thing that you need at the major league level to get the swing and the miss as opposed to the shallow fly into the outfield that goes as a single wasn't working for him that day. Yeah, you tip your cap. Uh, you, you get him next time. There was uh, – he had a, a span, and it, it, it kind of only lasted two games, but there was a point where 
Uh, he had dominated in San Diego in two straight starts, I think at yeah. the end of 2018 and uh, at the beginning of 2019. And that was one of those that back in the back in the pre-pandemic days, back in the before times when you could just talk to a guy at his locker. The scrum had left. I think you and I maybe had both stuck around. And I was like, why, why San Diego? Why are you dominating there? I think it was again two seven-inning shutout performances. He's like, I don't know. I, I feel like I have I can see home plate better. Good vision. Right? Yeah. yeah, we talk about the batter's eye uh, and how it's better in some places than others. And you don't hear players talking about it all that much. They probably don't want to give uh, pitchers uh, that advantage, right, when they go to those ballparks. But we know that that's the thing. And he you know, talked about just being able to see so incredibly well. It didn't last. It wasn't a thing that, you know, continued to be a place of of dominance for him. But, um, you know, overall, again, this is just really the the first blip on the radar. And, again, he didn't even get blown out. You know, he he got beat by a couple guys. and They didn't even hit the ball especially hard against him. It was like, you know, a couple that of That Machado one, I had to watch back twice because the yeah. first, when he hit it, I thought he just kind of popped it just, up. Just kind of – he just – they clipped it, right? When, when guys talk about clipping one, that's kind of what they mean. Like you just I mean, he of, knew. Gray he knew it. Gray knew it as soon as, as, soon as yeah. it was off the bat. Yeah. But it almost looked like he he barreled it. He barreled a pop-up in right. a weird way, if that makes totally, sense. Totally, totally. And it wasn't until the second time I watched it, you go, all right, yeah, he got all of it, but it it, did, doesn't, it didn't look like a home run swing. He, right. earned, he earned it, but it's, it's not the typical swing you usually get out of a guy. Right. And then there was that really weird play at first base where the umpire and crew was doing – way too much that's just but it goes down as an unearned run that ultimately didn't matter as would have made a seven to nothing game a six to nothing game so who cares and the rockies aren't in it but that was just one of those scratch your head moments of again that's one of my big pet peeves about the, the umpiring crews these days is is doing too much like you don't there's no need to insert yourself into that play that, that doing extra like just just call what we all saw you don't need to reach to the finer detail of a thing that you think you saw and then double down on it to not overturn it on a transfer. The guy was out. Come on. <laughs> but, but again, like I said, didn't matter, but it just, at the time it was just like, ah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. He made a uh, gray made two errors, I think in that game. Right. Yeah. Which is also unusual for him. He, he's usually a, a sound, not an exceptional, but a sound fielder. Uh, on the sure. so uh, that was a little bit strange but um yeah ken on the road this team plays like a bunch of zombies and and i do think that's the other thing patrick um the that is the big takeaway you know we keep talking about the road series and then you know we, we we had the um was it the would you know it was the more likely uh who's gonna are they gonna win a road series or is someone gonna win player of the week again it was like kind of a toss-up 50 50 right um, because this was, yeah, I mean, I, I even think it's, it's become more like we saw, Bud Black didn't want to talk about it. Um, and, and I think it's gotten mental at this point too. While other teams, it's just a fact of, of life. I think with this team, especially when you look at the record, because we're all looking at the OPS plus, or I am anyway, you know, OPS minus differences, home and road, batting averages, different home and road. But a guy just likes to look up at the scoreboard, see he's got a decent batting average and know that the team is winning a decent number of games. That's what ball players are out there to do. And they know they've won two road baseball games. And I really felt like, especially in the last two games, you just saw this like a team that looked desperate to not lose the road baseball game. And you can't play like that. No, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you're somewhat alluding to you know, Charlie's play in right field kind of bad. played that one. That was bad. Um, there were you know, a few plays like that this set, though. Yeah. And, you know, I know he has a groin injury, but that was just a just a bad misread, right? Where if it's going over the fence, you can hang back. And if you're not going to be able to get it, then hang back. So right. that that was a, a puzzling one. But even still, even still, you you wiped out inside the park, uh, inside the parker off the board. It's still a one nothing. Padres victory where one of your two hits came from your starting pitcher. Right. Totally. Right. And then you, you got the offense out there just, just flailing around uh, searching for answers in real time. <laughs> you know, you know I, I had this thought too. It was uh, maybe it was the seventh when uh, Fuentes was left 
on on deck i think where yeah that was uh, hampson hit the single and then they they weren't really able to to move him up and i think fuentes was on deck i, I maybe have the timeline slightly wrong but i thought okay somebody gets on base three run jack josh fuentes he did it to the padres this time last week does he do it again this week and so it again it's crazy when the rockies got beat down like they did again not not horribly but you know you, you lost three games in a row the offense wasn't competitive, but they were in two of the three games. Sure. Right? They right. lost 2-1 right. uh, on They on really Tuesday should night. have won the second game. <laughs> like, you know, and, and and this game, yeah, again, pitching shut them down, but they weren't out of it. They were they were one swing of the bat away uh, when, when Chi-Chi's on base and when Hampson's on base. So it wasn't a total catastrophe. It was gross. It was awful, but it wasn't a total catastrophe. And you go, it could have been like last week. You stole a game and – you take that with you into the next series, which the Rockies did. And then they, you know, destroyed the Reds on, on Thursday and Friday. They, they had some momentum going. Unfortunately, don't have any momentum with no. uh, an off day tomorrow on, on Thursday and uh, and the Diamondbacks coming to town in Colorado for three. Yeah, that, that was the other play that you ended up talking about some lackadaisical stuff. And actually, there, there were some weird, like, Trevor Story throws and and and, and his plate up here. He swung at a pitch today that was a breaking ball that was closer to me than it was to him. And I'm still in Colorado. Um, that, that that was – it's just like he he's – and he did have a base hit out there. But it's like – He's just eating it, man. Uh, and and uh, a couple I had a bad throw today on a pl- play that really just shouldn't have been close. And then, but the other one that you reminded me of when we're talking about how, uh, how they could have won game two was, of course, the double where you've got runners at second and third and you hit a double and only one run scores. Uh, and again, uh, that was you know, that was from Tuesday night's game, right? Where yeah. again they lo- lose two one runners on second and third. It was uh, Crone might have, you know, Crone hit the ball. Fuentes, I'll find. I was gonna say, but it was we know Blackman was on second base and, and Crone hit the double. I, no, Fuentes hit the double. Yeah, that's I right. Fuentes hit the double because Crone was batting cleanup on Tuesday night. So Crone was on yeah. third, Blackman was on second. Crone hits a double, and yet Charlie doesn't score. That's their yeah. only run. Yeah, could have been. Could have been their second you, run. You've got a score on a double yeah. off the center field wall from second base. Bad read. Um, so Matt asking, you know, why, why Charlie isn't being put on the IL. You know, I just, I, 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 I don't, we don't, we're not, look, we don't know how healthy he is or isn't, but if he, he certainly didn't look on those two plays, like someone who can run at full speed and yeah, you're, what is he? It doesn't help you any. It doesn't, as we've talked about, they're not going anywhere this year is, uh, you know, there's not exactly an outfielder knocking down the door. I think, you know, you still need Sam Hilliard. You just hit the nail on the head there. And right. And that, that's something to talk about. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about story struggling and, and, you know, Fuentes came out of his slump, but before he did team said they hadn't seen him smile in two weeks, this kind of losing, we haven't really seen from the Rockies in a, in a long time. Right. Even, even, you know, when they were at their worst, uh, I don't know if you want to even say 2014 or 2013, you know, there, there was those bright spots. There was that hope, right? And, and you had young guys on the come up. You still had cargo around for a few years. And right now you're, you're talking about the end of, uh, uh, you know, the era has already ended, but you still say we got story, but for how much longer we got gray, but for how much longer Charlie is only going to be around for a couple more years. So where's that, that hope. And that's, that's where this, you know, I guess negativity is, it's just, it's just there and, and it can, can wear on you. We just haven't seen that impact Rockies players like this in a, in a very long time, if not ever really. Um, and as for Blackman, definitely, I'm, I'm, I, I, I agree with, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I've seen this, I've seen this movie many, 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 many times in my life. This, this was a very familiar California series to me. Uh, uh, Not just the series. I, I'm talking about the whole season. But, but you know, and, you and did see, say... And I disagree with that. See, this team has really had very positive vibes, very positive energy. They've been enjoying each other and there having was a some lot of that. fun out there this, this year where those times in 13 and 14 and 15 and 16, it was miserable. It was absolutely miserable, especially because... During a lot of that time, they had a star player who was making people extra miserable in his uh, discomfort for how things were going. Uh, so, 
no, I, I, I disagree with that in terms of the where this team is at, uh, it, it just psychologically in, in terms of their energy and whether or not they're getting down on themselves because there's no hope for the future or any of that. Like, I, I don't think that's where this team's at. It I might be a different type. Are at, it might be a different type. Because like you said, you, you hit the nail on the head. And again, you 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 know this organization better than anyone. So I think you hit the, the nail on the head as, as what, where was the misery coming from? Where was the discomfort? Where was the, the mental anguish coming from? I think this is coming from you know a different place. And I think think that might be part of, of the issue. But to get back to what you said, you 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 nailed it when it comes to like Charlie on the IL. There are times in, in, in different teams and organizations and, you know, hey, you know what, you know, that's the case in football, man. Those guys are, are grinders and they're forced to be, unfortunately, at the behest of their health is, look, there is not a better option or you got to suck it up and you got to play because you're right, Drew. Sam Hilliard really is the only other guy. Any other moves you got to make, now you're, you're losing somebody else. Now you're, you might, again, look at the roster and, and again, fans might not be too excited at who they see. But the Rockies might be looking and go, we, we don't want to lose any of these guys. And they still have a lot of potential. And if we try to designate some this guy for an assignment, if he's number 40 on our roster, we're, we're going to lose him. Uh, all to bring up just somebody new that maybe only has a cup of coffee, maybe maybe doesn't even provide the, the jolt of energy like a guy like Connor Joe did, where you go, hey, you know what? He kind of had his career. Yeah. yeah, Joe kind of had his career, you know, taken away from him there for a little bit, and 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 still is is young enough where you say there there could be some more potential in there. He never got to tap it, but you know there are other guys down on that Albuquerque roster that are you know career minor leaguers, and uh, and maybe they do deserve a chance, and maybe they will get that chance. But I think at this point, to your question, why isn't Charlie on the the IL? It's maybe because they think you know that. Given those guys that chance, it's 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 not going to be worth as much as it will to lose a guy on the forty man because you had to designate him for assignment and he's not going to clear waivers. You know, you saw that with Phil Deal, right, where he got scooped up by the Reds, was gone. Ashton right. Godot, also by the Reds, coincidentally. Um, <laughs> right, so it's, right. it's not oh, a guarantee that yeah. you can just manipulate these guys back and forth like that, and you'll still be able to hold on to them it, it's worked for them a lot recently but there, there's just no guarantee or you got to put somebody on the 60 day il when you, they don't really need it so they're they're stuck a little bit as far as as far as it goes with the roster for better or worse yeah. and it also just as long as it you're not you know killing charlie blackman it, it doesn't matter so yeah. no it's true <laughs> it's it true, just yeah. ultimately <clears throat> does not matter that much uh and, and that's why it helps on these days to have your breck brew your strawberry sky, that's what I got here today. Or your Breck Seltzy. Um, and they got those those lemonades now. We got them down at the office. I'm, I'm excited to try those out. Your Breck, just get your damn good beer from your damn good beer company, Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, a 15 can sampler of Breck uh, brews or seltzers. Gonna get all your flavor options taken care of. Fantastic situation for you down at your local liquor store or. King Supers, of course, down at the DNVR bar where you get a bigger one. If you are a member, sign up today at the DNVR.com. You'll get access to all that written content, plus discounts constantly on hats and shirts and masks. That bigger beer at the DNVR bar. Access to the Discord channel where you can chat baseball or the other sports or literally anything else that's on your mind 24-7. And right now, when you get the annual subscription, we'll hook you up with a free shirt from the DNVR locker and a free holistic stick. From our friends at Holistic Wellness, check them out at H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com and you'll get that free 10 milligram pack of CBD stick. You stir it into any drink. Very delicious stuff. And then after that, you get a promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off any additional CBD that you need from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Bigger beer and biggest beer. It right. is the biggest one that they have down at the DNVR bar. <laughs> oh, do we know if they're if they're if we're calling them Lenzies? We've Lenzies. got Celsies. Are they Lenzies? Well, we'll have to ask Michaela. Well, we we'll have to, and 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 we'll be able to because she she gets to join us and bring joy. Or she's got one. If you got a Lenzie, I got a Lenzie. I hate that name. I don't know if I'm. On no, too bad you said it. No, nope, you said it. <laughs> yeah, it's in the books. They're called Lemsies. You said oh my move God. on to the next Naturally. So good. So good. I'm a white girl. I say a lot of weird shit really well. Lindsay. 
Lemzy, <laughs> baby. Lemzy. Mm. I need a Lemzy after that freaking series. Say. Holy cow. Um, wow. That was rough. That was really rough. <laughs> we 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 got the silver linings part out of the way. We we said oh, some really great. good things. That's good. I'm not in a very positive mood, so I don't have very many silver linings for you all today. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there was a silver lining. There was a there was a silver king, if you will. There was. I was going to say we've got one last positive thing to talk about, and, and in a way, this is almost a damning with faint praise situation. <laughs> but we do have. The draft king of the game. Believe it or not, there was one in this one. Chichi Gonzalez was very solid. Six innings pitched, six strikeouts, only four hits, two earned runs given up, both on solo home runs. And he had one of the Rockies' two base hits in the game with a double that almost got out of the yard. So, you know, uh, he was definitely the Rockies' best baseball player on the field today. Chichi barrels, man. Chichi barrels. He can he can back it up with the bat. You gotta love that. <laughs> or not, Michaela. Or not. Or not. <laughs> no, I agree. Chichi, you did a you did a good job. Thank you for being one of the dependable players out of the series. <sighs> the Rockies have still only won two games on the road. Can we just take a second? Yeah, That's true. really bad. That's right, not I, good. <laughs> I have another bad stat for you. you ready? Oh, no. I'm scared. I, I don't think it's worse than, hey, they've only won two games on the road. All I mean, it's hard to get. It's, it's but it might tie it. It might tie it. to be. Okay. The Rockies have not hit a home run on the road for about 68 innings. The last time was May 2nd, Trevor Story. Oh, I was gonna see if I could. Guess. Not worse, right? That's not worse. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just um, maybe yeah. equally as bad. Uh, uh. But I also assume that if that was a record, uh, we would have gotten a note from Rocky's PR. So <laughs> they don't do notes when they're on the road. So it, that might be oh. a record, and we won't know about it until Friday afternoon. That's an interesting point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This year they said pandemic world. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I'll see. I'll check. Uh, we not, hope it's not. We hope it's I, not. Right. I mean, walk us through it. Talk, how how are you feeling right now? <laughs> Just, not great. In the series, they scored a run. They got one. They got double digit hits over the course of only twenty seven innings. <laughs> Will the Avs more likely? Where's our? Do we have our more likely? Twenty-eight innings. <laughs> oh God! Uh, will the Avs have more goals in their first round series than the Rockies had hits in this set against the Padres? Absolutely. Ooh. The Rockies scored one run in three games. One. <laughs> they actually and had an extra. There was an run. extra inning. They had one extra inning. I said twenty-seven. There was actually twenty-eight. So oh. they had another opportunity. Yeah, and then they lost that extra inning game on a wild pitch. On the worst bounce off. The worst possible way to lose an extra inning baseball Second time game. in three games, right? I was going to say, to have done it, the, yeah. Twice Franklin Morales was the last guy in like 2016, I think it might have happened. 14. I just. 14. Yeah, 14. I don't know what you guys have talked about for the last 24 <laughs> minutes because. <laughs> We're good at our jobs. We're good at our jobs. We're just. I just, I don't even know what to say, honestly. I have no words. There are just. None. Just no words. I just, I don't, I, uh, I'm Otani's at a loss. doing some good things. Shohei Otani's looking good. Yeah, we love that for the Angels, but like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love that. And the Angels are also terrible. We're struggling over here, yeah. you guys. Like, I just, there wasn't, the bullpen is still horrendous. There's not a lot of offense being generated. There's none uh, on the road. I just none. I don't understand what's going on. I really don't. It's oh my god. It's so frustrating to watch. Like I I really try to be positive and I try to like find the bright spots. Like I I have been preaching this entire season so far, but this series was just exceptionally horrible. And uh, do we know. think now the you know the I don't think the Rockies uh, as an organization and and certainly the fan base they are no longer on a high from the exit of Jeff Breidich. Like, hey, great, cool, that's over. Do we think that... Oh, I, I could... wholeheartedly disagree. Well, I mean, it's still a really good thing. It's like, okay, that's cool. 
but yeah kind of the, the I, talk is I agree the novelty of the move has like worn off yeah that, that's like, all i mean all like, right now we're focusing back on the it fact kept that people warm a couple stuff. nights right a couple of those colder yeah. nights you go oh all right, all right i'm feeling a little bit warmer jeff breidich is gone there's some hope and i don't know you know if that's keeping people warm and i'll just leave it at that so uh, i again I, I i completely disagree but can make your point well i, I, I just I, wondering if if it isn't enough for for a large portion of the fan base or even for the front office i don't know do we see some kind of coaching change here again we we know that this has happened to some really good rockies teams where they go on the road to california get shut down like this but with arizona coming in this weekend uh, with with how you know those the red series uh, ended up and you know they're going to be going out on the road uh, again after that to New York, Pittsburgh and you know there are going to be more fans coming back in the ballpark June first maybe a coaching change you know sell some more tickets I mean I, I don't know how desperate the Rockies are right now no. to be looking at those things not the on field not the coaching staff the front office are are. Do they have to worry about that? Is that going to be a knee-jerk reaction? We usually don't see those kind of things, but maybe it's just a coaching change. Not I don't, a managerial change, but a coaching change. I don't think so because the Rocky struggles, you can't really attribute much of them to Bud Black, right? Like Bud Black was given this roster and was told to be competitive with it. Remember, we all heard yeah. Dick Moffer at the beginning of the year say, this is a team that we think is going to be competitive. Okay, how's that working out for you, Dick? So... <laughs> You know, I, I really don't think a lot of the, you know, there have been some questionable decisions here and there, you know, pulling John Gray too early in that one series, um, you know, a couple series back where he thought he could have gone a little bit longer. But other than that, I mean, I really don't think, I can't think of anything directly to point at Bud Black for the reason why the Rockies are so bad. I mean, it's just a collective issue where just multiple issues that are just like rolled up into one, right? Like the bullpen is not great. The starting pitching's progress that was at the beginning of the season has started to kind of like die off. There's no offense being generated, and that's not really Bud Black's fault. Like that's, for lack of a better term, I guess if you you know want to put the blame on someone's shoulders, the player's fault. You know they haven't been performing at least at all. Like we hoped that they would, or at least as much as Dick Monfort thought that they were going to at the beginning of the season. So I, I just don't see, you know, where you could place blame on Bud Black's shoulders. I, I don't, I could be wrong, but I really just can't think of any standout moments that made me go, Oh my God, I can't believe he just did that. Yeah. I don't think it'll be Bud Black, but Drew, maybe, I mean, Dave Magadan would be the one. And see, this thing is like, because your, your point is right. There's no reason to do it now unless you really think you could create positive PR. And you don't create positive PR out of a new coach, out of a new hitting coach or a new pitching coach. Like, Yeah, those moves just, aren't substantial, you know, enough, substantial enough for people yeah. to be like, substantial. Now, yeah. I'm not necessarily on board with our good friend Patrick Saunders over at the Denver Post who wrote a couple of weeks ago that like the Rockies have to lock down Bud Black forever and he's this great baseball man that absolutely has to be a, like let's wait and see where things go and let's see who the new GM wants as their manager and you know I I I would be fine if it if it ends up being Bud Black. I do think we'll see co like wholesale coaching changes after the season. And again that'll be once a new, and that's another reason why not to do it now. There's going to be a new GM. There's no reason to just unceremoniously fire. And and again, it, it kind of takes me back to the point that you were saying, like the like the the honeymoon period of, of Jeff Bridges is like worn off or whatever. And it's like not for. I don't think for the people who recognize coming in, the Rockies are going to be bad. They're just not going to win baseball games, and they're especially not going to win them on the road. Like if you ever watched a bad Rockies season before this is familiar to you. Like this is what bad Rockies teams look like on the road, especially their first series in California after being in Denver. Now you add the fact like this is what they look like against the Padres when the Padres were crap. Now the Padres <laughs> are good. So of course they're going to look like this. I was not at all surprised. It's still frustrating to watch. I get it. But the long and short of it is, we're talking about the difference ultimately between the Rockies winning 63 games or 66 games or 70 games, which at the end of the day doesn't really matter that much except in terms of your draft pick. So I don't think there's a need to shuffle people around or to make knee-jerk moves or to try to see if you can squeeze out a few extra wins or do any of this stuff. I really think you just have to play as many young players as you can 
learn about those guys, play out the season, and take things from there. So, so I think that's part of why it's just like, I get it sucks to watch non-competitive baseball. I've watched a lot of it in my lifetime. <laughs> a great deal of non-competitive baseball. But uh, when it comes to this particular iteration of the team, it's just like they're going to look like this on the road all year. It's they're just and it's in it's inexperience and lack of depth and lack of top end talent. And so that's what you're going to look like on the road. They're going to continue to be pretty good at home. Also, that's the the other thing. Like they might go over 500 at home as a team that's like supposed to be one of the worst in the history of of baseball. So it's just like, you know, this is what it is. They may have to. They, in fact, it's funny yeah. that you, you bring that up. I was going to suggest something like that about playing at 500 ball or being over 500, but they may need to be at 500 if they are going to avoid 100 losses. And, and again, you can do that. It, it's strange to, you know, to because 100, 100 losses is, is just a, a subjective number, right? It's just a it's nice just, yeah, why, round why, number. Yeah, right. Sure. Exactly. It'll, it'll be like if they end up playing 161 games and something gets canceled. And it's like, oh, they got 99 losses, but what? I don't know how to deal with that. My brain doesn't compute. Um, but you're right. If if they're just good enough at home, and not like they're trying to punt the road series, um, but if they did something like that, that would be that's like reverse money ball of just like, look, we're not trying to win a championship. We're just trying to win 62 games. So we're not even going to try. We're going to make sure everyone rests. This is a weird reality. I do not want to go down. But... It's happening. <laughs> oh, man. We forgot one other thing out of the Silver Linings podcast section of it. Thanks to Chichi Gonzalez, the Rockies still. Oh, that's right. Not no hit. My prediction that they will not be no hit this year. And everyone's getting no hit. It's becoming a bolder prediction by the day. No hitters abound. Uh, but not the Michaela, I know you were very upset. Uh, there's another no hitter. For our, I'm so our tired Tigers of fan base that watches the Rockies podcast. Well, what's I put this out there on Twitter. What's more likely that we continue at the current pace that we're on, and there are 17 no hitters, or maybe it was 18. No, it was 18. Yeah. There are 18 no hitters this year. 18. What's more likely? Same rate. 18 no hitters, or there's no more for the rest of the year. What is oh, more likely? 18 no hitters for sure. They messed up the baseball so bad. It's beyond repair. They're going to have to once again try to figure out how to fix the baseball next offseason to re-reverse the damage that they've done this season. I mean, uh, like an another one, another one. What are we at now? How many is that? Twelve? Five? Five point oh. seven 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 seven. I was way high oh. on that. For Madison Bumgarner. With Mad Bum as a potential. You really thought there was 12 no-hitters? Come on! No, you. Didn't. I was. It was. It was a little over dramatic, but I'm just. I. Oh, I. Bleh, eh. It makes it not special. I don't care anymore. Like I'm just waiting for the next one at this point. Like it's not a matter of it's if. Such it's a, a small when. sample size. That's the problem. It's a small sample size. We're 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 talking about less than two months of baseball. When the history of the game, you we know a no hitter to be special. It's not all of a sudden not special just because it's happening a lot, and it it, it does coincide with a new baseball. But we don't have enough data yet to, to prove that it is because of the baseball that these that there are these no hitters. The the offensive numbers are down across the board. It's not just hey the no hitters. There's the the lower batting averages, the more strikeouts. There's there there is the eye test of you know we even talked about the last series and just that one game and uh, against Cincinnati where there were two balls hit, Sensatella and um, Winker both hit balls that I thought were going to be out and they just kind of died. Not, they didn't even get to the warning track. Um, but I agree with you there though, though to break the game, cause it's not how we're supposed to play more likely. Um, I'll just ask you how many, I mean, cause you're saying small sample size and it, and the logic math part of my brain says, correct. Small sample size, well, a couple months into this season, we can't say that this is the reason why these no hitter, but how many do you really think are going to be thrown the rest of the year? I mean, you, we're not going to end on five. No, no, I don't think so. Double digits, 10? Because we're not going to get to 18. I would say. We're going to get to 12, 13, and that's. Yeah. yeah, so 18 is 
again, do the math, uh, only 13 away. I, I would say, again, just because of yeah. what I've seen over the history of the game, again, yeah. I know you have to adjust a little bit and say, hey, there's still some some evidence and whatnot that you know there, there really could be some issues with this baseball. I just it's it's hard to to look at this smaller sample size when over the history of the game we've never seen anything like this. So I would say five more. But they've also the never messed with a baseball this bad in the history of baseball. Well, so. they have, but it was to make it a little bit easier. Yeah, 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 the <laughs> other way. They've never <laughs> messed this bad this way. I, and we I also mean, had we had we had both uh, hitters and pitchers using performance enhancing drugs, and yet that didn't alter things in. To the pitcher's advantage, but okay. So, what, what's a good number for you that you feel comfortable? With I'm, going I'm going 12. 12 more. 12. No, right, 12 so you, total. 12 total. 12 total. So, okay. Will's at 14. I'm a, yeah. I'm in that area. I'm in that 12 to 14 area as well. So that's smack dab in the middle. So when we say more likely, zero or 13 more, you're saying seven. That's perfectly in the yeah, middle. Yeah. 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 Well, cause I know there's no way there's going to be zero more. There's like no there's going to be more. So what's more likely though? So that I'll say 18. Goes I'll crazy? Say I would also. Yeah. Well, not really. Cause you are in the middle. That's oh. how math works. You're I mean, in the no, middle. Patrick, you are not leaning towards either side. No. Either pick eight or no, six. No, no, no. That's math. That's not how it works. What about you, Drew? Where are you at? Mm -hmm. Also 18. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's more likely that we get to 18 than. And I'm tired of it. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I know no hitters are special and cool, but they don't feel special and they don't feel cool and they don't feel rare anymore. I don't want to watch pitcher duels anymore. I used to love them. Now I kind of hate them. I'm pro DH and I'm pro offense. I just want to see some freaking homers. What I'm about tired of this? Yeah. That, was, that, that came up on both the TV and radio broadcast for the Rockies this weekend. A lot of hard balls for both teams. It would have been hit... 10, 20, probably not 10 years anymore, uh, 15. We're getting old, Patrick. But before, you know, there's been talk of banning the shift. And some It would be crazy if they did it mid-year, right? But I, they could. They could. I, I'm not, no. I mean, I think the shift adds, like, a little bit of more strategy to the game, and I'm always for adding more strategy. Um, so if it helps you make your team, like, more competitive defensively, then, like, whatever, that's fine. Um, but, like, I don't want to see, like, you know, bloopers that would have, you know what I'm trying to say? Like it's, there's a difference between getting, seeing homers and then seeing like a blooper that wasn't supposed that made it, that wasn't supposed to make it like whatever. Yeah. If you're going to shift, that's fine. Like I said, I like strategy and I like the, the thought process behind the shift, but yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. I'm fine with the shift staying. <laughs> so if we've, if we've averaged about one no hitter a week, a little less than, one no hitter a week. If we only have seven more over the course of the rest of the season, that's less than two a month. Not ideal, but it does give us maybe a two to three week break in between each one. And then again, that it calms down a little bit. Where, where are you at, Drew? What number would you pick if you had to say for the rest of the season, how many more will we throw? I mean, the, I think the grand total will be in that 12 to 14 range. I'd lean closer to 14. Um, and again, I think that's just my baseball brain going like, yeah, no hitters are still so hard and not having adjusted to, you know, if you would have asked me at the beginning of 2019, when we were two months into it, like, are we going to smash the home run records by like 500 home <laughs> runs for all of major league baseball? I'd have been like, no, this will calm down. This is, we're having an unusually hot summer. I would have said, you know, I had to come up with all the excuses about why it wasn't the baseball. And then that record didn't just get beaten. It got open obliterated and so while i'm not fully on board with where michaela's at with this yet if there are 25 no hitters thrown this year and it is kind of like the home run record where it's not just beaten but it's obliterated then i will like i'll feel like it lost it, its charm because you will more easily like with the home runs be able to say yeah okay but some of those are because of the baseball if they hit 18, that would be insane. Honestly, even 10, like just, just stopping and saying, wow. you know, looking back in three, four years, 20 years, whatever it is, in one season there were 10 no-hitters. That's like mind-blowing to yeah. even think about. And, again, that's I'm, – I'm on the it'll be more likely none. I'm closer to zero than 13, right? So I'm going to say there's going to be five more. And even, even that blows my mind that there would be 10 total.
Well, this whole season just feels so weird to me in the way that it just seems counterproductive to what Major League Baseball is trying to do with like their overarching plan of trying to speed up the game, trying to generate more offense, trying to draw in a younger crowd because they get to watch homers every night. So it just seems, yeah, it seems so counterproductive to me, which is why I think it's so weird that they mess with the baseballs so badly in the opposite direction from where they were last season because you know if last season all these homers were getting hit and that's what you're trying to do is like speed up the game score more runs get more people to watch then just leave the baseball how it was last season like why do we have to go back this other way and you know someone in the comments said if you want to watch more offense watch another team that's not the issue the issue is the fact that it's a league-wide issue that offense is down this season it's everywhere obviously you know the Rockies are worse at offense than a lot of teams are but it's not just a Rockies problem it's all across the league like offense is down and also I'm not gonna watch another team I like to torture myself and watch the Rockies so thank you for your unwanted input but um I just I, I just feel so weird to me it feels so counterproductive to what Major League Baseball was trying to do in the direction they were trying to move in and it's just frustrating is it though well, think about it from this perspective, right? If Major League Baseball wants their product to change, maybe changing the baseball is how they change their product. Now, we we all have said, hey, if you ban the shift and you can't do this, you can't do that, and make these abnormal rules because the athletes are so talented, again, what impact does that have throughout the lower levels of the game where the athletes aren't that talented, right? Are, are they going to have to adopt those rules? So you say, look, let's just – Let's have the, the bright minds of, of analytics do whatever it is that they want with inside the game. But if we change the baseball, yes, we're going to have more no-hitters. Yes, we're not going to have as many home runs. You know, Offense will be down. Action may even be down for a year or two or three or four. But like every new generation that comes around, the style of baseball will change. And the analytics will re- recognize, hey, just – again, it sounds very basic and simple – very simplistic. Hey, just put the ball in play. Don't strike out as much. Put the ball in play and let's have things happen. Maybe that's how they get the the athletes and the teams and the game to change is by changing the baseball rather than implementing a billion different rules. It's very subversive and a little counterintuitive, especially here for this however many years that we uh, that we have until teams adapt. But perhaps this is the uh, mega maniacal and, and methodical mind of Rob Manfred at work. Possibly. I know Manfred has no idea what he's doing. He has no plan. He is just sitting up there in his chair, watching the sport burn and enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. He's not I that just, smart. The it, it's, it's just a fundamental <clears throat> element of the nature of, uh, of the baseball. I, I, I just can't get on board with it. I've, I've point, I pointed this out back in 2019 when it was going the other way about how this kind of sort of happened in the NBA for about a month and a half when I was like just out of college and they went to, it's the only reason I know the word microfiber basketball because they went to a different kind of material for the basketball and like it it would rim it. It was, it was more bouncy would bounce off. It was much less forgiving on the rim and guys were like, no, no, this is changing the game. We've all no. And they just changed it back and they never did that shit again. They learned their lesson. They stopped it. And that's kind of how I feel about the baseball. Like I'd rather, no, I'm not on board. I don't don't think you need either of these things. I don't think you necessarily need to speed up the pace of the game or do any of that stuff. But I could get on board with one or two rule changes, some little things around the shift I'd be fine with. But ultimately, I don't need that either. Uh, But leave the baseball alone it just changed it just changes so many things especially in a game where the statistics are everything and and, and we're looking at it it's like oh okay was that a hit because of the baseball the exit velo just got batting average down because everybody's batting averages are down or it, it just gets too into the mud uh, i think when you start changing a, a fundamental aspect of the game like the ball the tool you play with and so i'm just like i wish they could go back to the 2018 one honestly before they started messing with it at all yeah Offensive or defense. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Well, you know, you, you said, hey, maybe they need to change some rules. Maybe the biggest rule they need to change is kill the unwritten rules. Yeah. Maybe that's simply what baseball needs. Baseball needs to just totally 
reinvent itself. And by that, I don't even mean reinvent itself. Just allow players to be themselves. Stop it. Just be, not reinvent or try to reconfigure and say, well, you don't do this in this part. Just go out and do the damn thing. Go have fun. The players will sell themselves. The game will be more exciting and more electric. And yeah, that it does mean a lot of old people are going to have to figure out, well, no, you you don't worry about brushing this guy back because he hit a home run and he pimped it. Well, no, he pimped it just the right amount, not enough. Let's forget all of it. Let's, if you're let's over the, the age of exciting. 70, if you're over the age of 70, you should not be coaching baseball. Tony LaRusa, I'm looking at you. It's time to retire. Okay. Pack it up, buddy. We've had enough of you. See you later. Thank you for tuning in to the DNVR Rockies <laughs> podcast. I see you, and I'm glad to have you in our audience. It's ridiculous. Like, in what world do you sell? Like, they, he threw his team, his player so far under the bus, and then he ran back over him. He threw it in reverse and backed up over him again the, de- the next day and said, I, I stand by what I said. Our what planet are we on? Okay. That is never okay. As a manager, you're supposed to be the one that's taking the lead of this team. You're the one that's going to, you know, fall on the sword for any bad choices that are made. I just, what, in what world do you throw your player under the bus that hits a home run on a three Oh count when they're up like a few, several runs. I don't remember how many runs they were up. It is ridiculous. If you know, you don't want to be for whatever unwritten rule of, you know, you don't want to be hitting home runs while you're up a certain amount. Like if you don't want to see that, then tell your pitcher to stop sucking. Like you're in major league baseball. You're at the highest level of this sport. If you're not doing well on the mound, then like pull him. If he is that bad, then pull him out of the game or just stop sucking. Like, I don't know what else to tell you, but I don't think these unwritten rules of Fernando Tatis Jr. shouldn't hit a grand slam when they're up 10 runs or, you know, this guy shouldn't do this because it's a 3-0 count and they're already up like several runs. Like, take your unwritten rules and shove it. I don't care. Like, it's stupid. Let these guys play baseball. Let them have fun. Let them hit runs. Like, what are we doing? And not only that, but it also, like, will affect their stats. Like, they're trying to generate offense and get numbers on their stat line. So when they're moving teams, they have something to fall back on so that they can say, this is my value. This is what I provide. And if you're going to go up there and you're going to say, well, I guess I'm not going to swing at this heater on a rope on a 3-0 count because I don't want to hurt his feelings. Like, get out of the sport. You're not being competitive and you're not playing baseball at the highest level. Like, what is going on? All of these things are back when baseball was an old boys network, which to to a degree it it still is. Yeah. Um, But when it was like, look, don't you do, don't do this against me. I won't do this against you because it'll affect me negatively. And you know, you know, you want me, you're my buddy and you know, you want me to get paid. And again, granted guys didn't change teams. So they really weren't that friendly. It was just a rule of like, look, we're all ball players. We're all on the same kind of team in that way, or we're all part of a, a union, not literally, figuratively. So let's help each other out with these unwritten rules. The biggest unwritten rule, too, that existed, and I, and I wanted to mention this in a previous podcast. I didn't want to totally drop the bomb, but there was an unwritten rule at some point, and, and there was, you know, um, it took Branch Rickey in 1946, essentially, uh, to break the, the trend of no African Americans in Major League Baseball. That was something that the game had needed to do a long time before that should never have happened. It was an unwritten rule that was agreed upon by owners, by players. Cap Anson, uh, a Hall of Famer, said, look, no, we're not going to be on the same field as those guys. So we can keep it, keep the money and keep the success amongst ourselves. And these unwritten rules kind of exist within that to a degree. And we, we need to get rid of them. We need to blow them up. And Michaela... You know, you, you talked about the pitcher not sucking and, hey, don't suck. Well, the, it's going to sound like I'm not I'm not on your side here, but the, the, the person that was in the game wasn't a pitcher. It, it right, was a position right. player. It was a position player, yeah, I know. Which goes back to your point of if the other team is totally punting on it. Who cares at, it. at that point? At it. And the other thing that pisses me off is when, you know, a player like pimps a home run or whatever, and then the next at bat he gets beamed. Stop that. You look like a baby. You look like a sore freaking loser. Okay. You just got taken yard. You need to stand up on that mound and eat it. Okay. I don't want to see you throwing balls and potentially really injuring someone because your ego and your pride was hurt because someone pimped a home run off of you. 
I hate that shit. It makes me so mad. You look like the worst, sorest loser in the world when you decide to throw a ball on someone at purpose because they pimped a home run off of you. Again, don't suck, and then you won't have to worry about it. What if that baseball was thrown over center field? I love that. Center field send That's okay. Okay. Just not at a player. Okay. No, send it. Throw it the opposite direction for all I care. But just don't hit players with it because your ego is hurt that they pimped a home run off of you. Seriously. Just don't suck. And then you won't have to worry about it. Yep. <sighs> Simple as that. Hey, I, well, so this brings me to another. I've got a leftover. Would you rather slash more likely for everybody? If you're really awesome at the more likely game, by the way, you got to get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you know the future, you think you know the future, you're good at guessing at it, that's the best place to be. Otherwise, it just makes watching sports a whole lot more fun. Get a little skin in the game, sometimes fatten up the wallet a little bit, a few extra funds in there. When you're betting on stuff, maybe don't take too many overs on the Rockies, though it is hammer the over week here or, or hammer the over time. Hammer the over has returned uh, for every – 1,500 people that bet the over in the featured game, the line will decrease by one point. That means you get to increase your odds of the over hitting. So tell your friends, tell your family, it's a total team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money using promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. It must be 21 or over, Colorado only. Restrictions apply. Max uh, $25 wager, one per customer offer ends on May 23rd of you know this year. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It might not be a shocker, but my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is the Colorado Avalanche. And not just to win, not just to win, give away one and a half goals. So it means they're going to win by at least two tonight at home against the Blues. Minus 132. That's a gimme. My heart's voting it, but more importantly, I vote with my head. And that's why my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. The Avs tonight, take minus one and a half goals. They're giving them away. You're going to take home some big bucks. Minus 132. Smash that one. Well, I was going to wrap up with a, a few of these last couple of games. I forgot. We got we to gotta get, we got to do 20th and Blaze. Despite the fact that the Colorado Rockies don't have a whole lot of players playing especially well, they do have a few that we've got to give. <laughs> Some shout-outs to few mentions to these guys so we can take a look at our 20th and Blaze updated for you. Uh, again, individual performances. So coming in at number five, didn't talk about him much, quietly continuing to swing a decent stick, have a nice at-bat, make his contact play. Phenomenal defense. We've got Jonathan Daza. My dude. Dude. He is, right? He is my dude. Nobody believed in me when I took him, but he is my dude. Yeah, he, he benefited a lot uh, hitting behind Josh Fuentes uh, the past week because he just kept – Fuentes kept getting on base, and, and then Daza kept just driving him home pretty much. Um, was was fantastic at 435 since that red series on base percentage of, of 500 going into today. So uh, he's he's done a nice job and, and has been a real I, – I didn't think it was going to be Daza. I thought it was going to be Hilliard, but – but Daza's been the one that's holding down the fort in the outfield for Colorado. You'll love to see it. You do. All right. Number four, we got Gigi, our draft king of the game today. Again, just continues to be solid. Last couple of outings, very, very good. Even came through with a base hit today. And, you know, Mac often talks about how Daza, you know, we didn't even know if he was going to make the roster coming into the year. Same can be said for Chichi Gonzalez. In fact, you yeah. forget that he was uh, non-tendered the same day that David Dahl and Tony Walters were, right? Chichi was kind of the person that was just, eh, whatever, if he comes back, he comes back. And he, he did, and uh, he's out there doing the damn thing. So talk about a guy who had absolutely no guaranteed job and is uh, showing that he belongs out there on a Major League Baseball diamond. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you can ask for for someone who's in the fifth spot in the rotation. I mean, yeah. geez, who would have thought? Because it's been consistency too, you know. It, yeah. It's you can go out have a big start and then get hit a little bit and have a good start. He's been pretty consistent, and and for pitching at home against the Reds and pitching against the Slam Diego lineup, his last two starts, 13, 13 innings pitched, only two earned runs. 
Imagine the mentality shift that he had to go through between the end of spring training and the starting of the season, right? Because I'm sure he knew in the back of his head, he's like, I'm the odd man out in this rotation. Like, you know, I, what, I mean, you would, you would think, right? Like he would have to know that he, you have some inkling of the fact that, you know, they got Kyle Freeland and, you know, everybody else that's one through four plus they brought in uh austin gomber so you're going yeah (laughs) so he goes from probably having to shift his mentality from like this might be it for me to i'm the fifth starter now so that had to be a huge shift for him and he's really delivered you know he's come up big for the rockies so i hope you know people can kind of appreciate the fact that he's pretty much been a really great five-hole pitcher for the rocks yeah all right and at number three we've got Hamp dog, Hampson, Hampleton, the great hamster, the hamster, Hampleberry. What, what were all of those nicknames? You missed the main one. G <laughs> Hamp, Gump, Reno one one one. I like Reno, that. Reno one one one. The Hampinator, the Hamper, the best power hitter on this team right now. I mean, again, Garrett Hampson. If you go back a week, two home runs for Hampson, most on the club. Not bad. Four RBI. That hey. about 333 going into today's game. He's providing some pop. He's doing stuff. Yeah, sneaky no. pop. I think yeah. he's, he has a couple triples. He does have some sneaky pop. bases. Whenever he hits a home run, I'm like, huh. But you, you look at him and, and it's barreled shots. It's getting more and more substantial. Like he's hitting it deeper in, into left field bleachers. Yeah. Like I think he even went up at least 10 rows hey, hey. Uh, on the one from last week against the Reds. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Hampleton. All right. And at number two, 20th and Gomb. The Blake Ooh. Street Gomber. The Gomb Nomb. No. I got, uh, no. Uh, what is happening? What is it? I don't know. Austin Gomber really quietly having a nice season. Yeah. He got seven strikeouts in the game that went in extra innings yesterday. I mean, he's looking pretty solid. You all know how I feel about that curveball that he throws. <gasps> pretty nice. Yeah, he's striking out batters. He's limiting his walks. Uh, and again, he's the he's everlasting home stopper. <laughs> oh, that is good. Everyone was so worried about him coming to Coors Field with him being a fly ball pitcher and it not playing well in Coors Field. But I was worried. Sh- shut those people right up. <laughs> Austin pitching limits. Okay. Okay. Did we did we say Blake Street Gomber? Blake Street Gomber. Nope, never been said. That's before. the real just, one. That's the good one. It. The rest of these at the everlasting Gomstopper at number I one. Like yeah, dude. Your Me dude. Man. My dude. Uh, the only guy swinging a hot stick for the Rockies right now. They're reigning, defending, sure. undisputed National League Player of the Week. Josh Fuentes. He may go down as the only guy this entire season that bests Nolan Arenado, who takes an award away from him. Nolan hit four homers last week. Fuentes scoops in. Is McMahon going to steal the starting third base job at the All-Star game? Don't know. Does Arenado win MVP? Does anybody take that from him? So really, Josh Fuentes could be the only one. Much like with last year, the Rockies are the only team to beat the Dodgers in a series. So really... They were the best. Fuentes technically may be the NL MVP now based off of last week. Go ahead, change my mind. <laughs> um, we only start counting two weeks ago. Yeah. All, all I say is that the superior cousin won the National League Player of the Week award before the other one. So That's right. how do you like them apples? Absolutely. Scoreboard. You what? Know <laughs> 11 RBI in the last week. Yeah. Oof. And and as we talked about on the Sunday uh, post game show, man, did doing things that only Dante Bichette and uh, Charlie Blackman have ever done yeah. before. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, he's all of our cousin. He belongs to all of us. We are all Fuentes's. Fuen, Fuentes. Does that make Fuentes. all of us cousins in here too? Fuente. Um, Fuente. <laughs> <laughs> this is now the cousin cast. The silver silver linings podcast is now the cousin cast. I don't. Right. That just kind of got a little weird. I don't know why you had to take it there. <laughs> All right. Actually, wait. No, What's Drew and my I, cousin. Drew and I are actually t- kind of related. That's right. I, it's funny what? that you brought this up because I hadn't yep. thought about it again in a while, and my mom just texted me because I think I forgot to tell. <laughs> her. It's one of those things where I I text like I tell my 
fiance and my brother, but not my mom. You know, you forget who you. Yeah, yeah. So she texts me. She goes, "I just heard from Clara, right? That that's her, right? Yeah, and that's my sister. When I met her, I, I realized now that I did meet her one time, um, but she was like nine. Yeah, she's like a kid. ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't, does Patrick not know that we're related? No, so no so one knows. Let's go. Yeah, so Let's my my brother's wife. Yes, Kelly has a cousin that is my sister, Michaela's sister, my stepsister. So we're related so by marriage. Cousins, cousin-in-laws twice removed. I yes, that might be right. Is that right? Yeah. Cousin-in-laws yeah. twice removed. We actually are cousins. <laughs> Yeah, right. So let's get this wow. like message from Michaela out of it. She said, "Hey, we're related," and I thought she like discovered some like ancient relative that you know we're long distant <laughs> cousins. I was like, "Oh, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be neat," you know. Uh, but but this was his like much more like no, there's a person you've met, and our families like theoretically could be at gatherings if we could be at a family reunion because yeah. it's because it's Ira's wife, right? Right. Yeah. So Ira's wife is my stepsister's cousin. So. so it wouldn't be a Perkins family reunion or a no. Priestman family reunion. It would be a third family reunion, uh, which uh, you would both show up at. Exactly. Yes. exactly the right. Fuentes family reunion. There we go. Let me tie it all back. Fuentes is, is in the middle. That's it. <laughs> so. Surprise, we're related, Patrick. Right? It all it all comes full circle. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. All right. Just because I wanted to do one of these and I want to get us out of here, although that was fun, too. Uh, I want to add another would you rather for you guys. Would you rather only be able to listen to your favorite music or only be able to watch your favorite TV shows and movies? And then with the other one, you can't do the other one. You've got to give up your favorite music or you've got to give up your favorite movies. For me, it's easy. I would I would easily give up my favorite TV or (laughs) we have Kale's undivided attention. Because I don't I don't uh, consume enough content i just i'm always keeping myself moving and moving and so listening to music keeps me going on that so i don't need to ever sit down and and watch anything ever again i'm I'm, that's an easy one for me that's really hard for me i am addicted to reality tv oh i don't know what my life is because reality tv is my entire personality Great question, Drew, because yeah, Kale totally just jumped in. So he's got to chime in. I'm just really curious what your guys' answers are. I think I'm going to have to keep music because music, I listen to music all the time. And it like, you know, it's like a mood booster or it helps me process something sad. It saves the modern soul. I don't think because if you can't listen to music, you can't go to concerts. And I love going to concerts. So unfortunately, my reality TV addiction will have to go which is sad because that's where my whole personality comes from Explain <laughs> <laughs> some of the tiktoks by the way for those of you that have asked <laughs> the only reason i popped in here is i think this is a really easy answer so i'll wait for drew to go uh for me it's it's the other way i don't listen to music nearly as often as i used to i listen to a lot more podcasts and news and stuff like that when i'm moving around i unplug from baseball or or politics, which is the other thing that I pay a lot of attention to with with my stories, um, you know, I could I could skirt around the issue and act like video games were a different thing, uh, but th- th- I'm including that in the same thing. And so, there's also kind of a, a workaround there because my favorite musician composes video game music, and so I would still technically get to listen to that. But like, if I if I, if I even block that out, I need my stories, I need my MCU, my Star Wars, my my serialized television shows that I watch with the fiance when we eat dinner. I need that stuff. If I had to block out the music, I could, you know, as a musician, as, as someone who's written and composed and produced at least four albums. I got one more uh, for you, Drew, before we hear Kale, it's called Spotify. Get it. I've had those moments too, where I, I just am not listening to a lot of music and yeah. it's because of like the convenience of music. And I think for you in a way, the convenience of television, Netflix, any of these subscriptions you may have. But I think over the course of your life, you're going to, you might choose music more than that. I definitely, I would have when I was, you know, in my early twenties and stuff. And any time before I probably would have chosen, I've, I've developed a very strange, especially once I learned to play and did produce and stuff that it becomes slightly less magical and slightly more. I hear the, 
artifice or the mechanics and every it's hard for me to just sit back and listen to and enjoy music because i'm constantly critiquing it all the time or thinking about why it works or why it doesn't and some of it still hits me right like don't get me wrong i i still love 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 the power of magic of music but i have a complicated relationship with it kale and we know you love musicals so it's tv and movies all right thank you guys for joining us today on the dnvr rockies podcast tune in no okay kale what what about you it's an easy Um, one i think you're going to movie tv no, no, it's it's music no? for me, which I was going to say was uh, probably surprising because I quite yeah. literally am a video producer by trade. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. thought I was going to um, have a little backup. There's uh, something a little bit um, just necessary about music. I think it feeds the human soul in a way that um, nothing else really does. And I think music, going back anyway into all throughout human history, that you uh music has been a fundamental part of the human experience and i think it always will be that way so that's so where there, I there you it. go kale so, just said you are not a human i it's basically there called you human there so i know this was my question but am i still allowed to play music because if i didn't think about that and if in my i did and i thought uh eh, you'll get sick of yourself it, it won't be enough you'll want to hear that no I don't know. Look, I I play music every day. I have in, in talking. No, about you music, can't play music. Talking about okay, then never I'm gonna say no. If I'm allowed to play music, then if, I have to choose music because if you I think about like the early blues or maybe blues is the is is the wrong uh, era or genre, but like in the 20s and 30s when it was just like you know passing down of these songs, basically anything on the old country where. Where yeah. art thou soundtrack yeah. like that kind of you know big rock candy uh, mountain where uh, you just like you just here teach me that song and now I play it you don't even have a record player you just provide your own music that can that can fulfill you right or when you're on the chain gang singing those music no you you don't get that you don't get that all right then I'm out never mind movies <laughs> and TV my Star Wars can get out uh, I have to I don't know that I would be a stable human being if I didn't have a guitar. And my music isn't good, but it's important to me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, I changed my hum- You're human after all. Video game soundtracks on mute. You guys are killing me. All right. That was fun. Thank you, everyone, for having fun, despite the fact that your baseball team sucks on the road. <laughs> just, just, oh, you're, you're muted, Mac. We, we needed to give us, give us, give us a, give it again. Take two. Socks on the road. <laughs> Socks on the road. Socks. Um, so, anyway, we do appreciate you all. Know you're subscribed to the DNVR.com. Double check, get that annual, get the free stuff that comes with it, and all the other things. Follow everyone on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick E. Lyons, at Michaela E. Perkins, at Kale Sorbo, Tech Boy himself, and of course at DNVR underscore Rockies. And follow the TikTok and, and all that stuff. A lot of great stuff coming out on the TikTok these days. I'm learning to use that app because of how much fun we're having on there. So join us for all of that. Otherwise, we can only ask that you keep being absolutely awesome out there. We promise that we'll keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons, Michaela Perkins, and Drew Creaseman and Tech Boy in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. you know electric vehicles put more strain on your tires because evs are heavy and have more torque at discount tire we love to help match you with the perfect tire for your electric vehicle because we lv your ev buy and book online at discounttire.com